Welcome back to Music Review Hour with Taylor Tuck. I'm Taylor Tuck. And I'm Caroline Morgan, your co-host for the day. Yes, my co-host for the day, which I'm so excited about. <laughs> and today, we're doing a Taylor Swift review of, like, parts of her discography. We're just going to talk about Taylor Swift lyrics, Taylor Swift songs. Just everything we love about that woman. Yes, and her wonderful lyrics, which <laughs> I love, and I'm sure Caroline does too. Oh my god, her music is amazing. Yes. <laughs> so Caroline, tell us kind of why you love Taylor Swift so much. Oh, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love her music just because, like, I guess it speaks to me in a way, like, I can relate. Um... To some of her music and then other music I'm just like you go girl <laughs> yeah yeah I know it sounds cheesy but like she's she writes about her truth yeah and which a lot yeah and it's like she is chronicling her life in these songs and kind of just I think it's very cathartic it's such a release for her to kind of talk about these things but also, like, the same token, there's such an identification value. I mean, we're in our 20s. And she's, what, in her 30s now? I think early 30s. Right. 30s. But, like, a lot of her music was written when she was in her 20s. And it's kind of this, like, growth period, you know? And I just think there's so much to say about her, kind of, her lyrics and her music in general. And I just, I love her music. And I think it's great. I do too. I don't get why people hate her so much. I know. I think it's kind of like they think she's too popular. Oh, Lord. And I think that's kind of the thing is like if you don't listen to music that's like very popular, you don't really understand. But I think lyrically, like, so good. And I'm, you know me, I love to talk about lyrics. And so I think it'll, us delving into to, to the lyrics and her songs today will be kind of a a good thing and kind of just shine a spotlight on the greatness of Taylor Swift. Yay! And I'm yeah. Taylor, and so it's great to talk about a Taylor, you know? Yay! We always love to talk about a Taylor. But, always uh, do. Yes. So, right now in your life, what song, Taylor Swift song, would you say that you relate to most? Um, the one I relate to most. Probably has to be You're On Your Own, Kid. Right. I really love that song. And that one's heavy. That one came out in November on Midnight's, and that one's been like a, such a, I would say it's sad in a way, but I don't think it's like completely sad. I find it more empowering. Right. It is empowering. Um, I'm remembering a lyric from that, which, shout out to the art club, because last <laughs> night we made friendship bracelets. Yes. And we had such a so good time. Fun. Yes, so much fun. We had such a good time. And so one of the lyrics from You're On Your Own Kid um, says, Take the friendship bracelets, make the moment and taste it. You got no reason to be afraid. You're on your own, kid. You always have been. And it's like wherever you are in your life, you take the moment for what it is. And I think that's a very, very, very valuable thing is... You don't know what the future holds, but you make the best of the moment in every way you possibly can. Oh, absolutely. Especially with us having anxiety. Like, we have anxieties about the future and just that lyric just to be in the moment instead of worrying about 
Like, what am I going to do with my future? Like, am I going to pass this test? Am I going to get into grad school? Um, we just take the time to be with our friends, like we're doing now. Yeah, like we're doing now and like we did last night. Because <laughs> yes. We, because we made friendship bracelets. And I, honestly, when we were talking about doing a Taylor Swift episode and then I was thinking about the event last night, I was like, I have to mention this. It would be so, it would be so <laughs> funny to mention that. So, um... I'm thinking about other lyrics of that song, and I just, like, in my head, the imagery is so great. Like, I see her at this big party, and she kind of just feels all alone in a crowd of people. <laughs> and I feel like everyone can relate feeling alone in a crowd of so many people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, me, definitely. That's one of the reasons I was not really wanting to go to Homecoming, is because, like, crowds just aren't my thing. Right. And, like, I didn't have anyone to go with, and I just would have been so alone, even though I know people would have, like, probably come up and started talking to me. I mean, hello, if I went to Homecoming, I would have been there with you, and we yeah. would have had the best time, come on now. We would have had so much fun. Yeah. But, yeah, just feeling so alone in a crowd of people is insane. But, like, it's something a lot of introverts go through. Yeah, definitely. Um... Fireplace ashes, you got no. Wrong lyrics! <laughs> but we're going with it. Um, Sweaty tears, fizz. You're on your own, kid. Yeah, you can face this. You're on your own, kid. You always have been. Ooh. Such a good song. So good. I think from Midnight's. Um, what's the one I'm thinking of? I thought of it <laughs> after a pause, but it's called um, Bigger Than the Whole Sky, and she's kind of, the narrator in the song is kind of going through this crisis of, like, I've lost something, and it's gone, and questioning why, and I think that's something that, like, me and you can really relate to, you know? Oh, yeah, I haven't heard that song, but I need to listen to it, just because, like, of our life experiences... That sounds really amazing, and I will probably cry and sing along to it in my car. Oh, yeah, I cried to that song. But, like, let me read you some of the lyrics. Hold Ooh, on. Ooh, do tell. Ooh, I got to. Okay, so these are the opening lines of this song. No words appear before me in the aftermath. Salt streams out my eyes and into my ears. Every single thing I touch becomes sick with sadness. Because it's all over now. It's all out to sea. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. You were bigger than the whole sky. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> and it's like, there's a moment of realization when you've lost something where you're like, what am I supposed to do? Like, it's all gone. And how do I pick myself up? And I think it's like, such a real lyric here saying every, sing every single thing I touch becomes sick with sadness. Yep. It just becomes related to that thing you lost somehow, and it's just... Like, you're so permeated with sadness in that moment. And even if you get better, like, going forward, like, in that moment, everything just crashes down on you. And I think that's really honest. Oh, yeah. I was thinking of um, when she was talking about, like, I don't know what to do now and, like, all of that. I was thinking about after my breakup, um, just... I, 
I got so used to a routine of waking up, saying good morning, and just, it was gone. Like, I had no one to say good morning to. It's kind of related. Um, yeah. But, like, yeah, just insane how quickly things can change. And, like, you just don't know what to do in the moment. It's the frailty of life. And even, oh, my gosh, so I'm so poetic. Oh, my Lord. Okay. <laughs> Um, it's like the frailty of goodness, the frailty of happiness. When we're in happiness, we kind of have these blinders on to all the sadness in the entire world. And we're just so focused on this happiness. And then it's like a claw machine comes and plucks you out of this happy state. And you're like, where the heck am I now? What do I do? The claw. The claw (laughs) machine. Why do I have to be so theoretical? But that's just me, as you know. That, that's, a, that's a good way to put it for, like, people who don't know what we're talking about or have never been in our situation. But, like, yeah, you just get plucked out so quickly and just your life turns upside down just in the blink of an eye. And it's just hard. I think that's why it's so, so, so important that, like, we have our faith in God to lean on. <laughs> because where would we be without God carrying us through that, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, and I know that's such a heavy thing, but, like, where would we be if we didn't have, like, this ultimate kind of, this ultimate truth to kind of lean on, you know? An ultimate strength that will never fail us, even when our own does. Yeah, even when our own strength and the strength of people around us fail, God's not going to fail you. I don't know. Okay, yay. (laughs) That was a long tangent, but thanks for sticking with us. And now we're going to be talking about Bad Blood. Yes, another great song by Taylor Swift. Yes. What do you like about Bad Blood? Um, I think it tackles the realities of relationships and friendships and just how south they can go. Um... There's a lyric that says, Band-Aids don't fix bullet holes. Um, You say sorry just for show. Um, And it's just like, if you've ever had a friendship, you more than likely know what I'm going to talk about. Um, When they talk about it, it's just like, um, when they hurt you so deeply and so badly that they say sorry, but you know it's just not enough. Like, I had one friendship, and... um, she never said sorry to me, but, like, I apologized to her, and it just never fixed it. Um, whatever was going on was on her end. I should have gotten a sorry, but I never did. And then there was a bully who said sorry to the whole class, but I never got a sorry. But that wouldn't have fixed it. Even the sorry that I did get just wasn't good enough to fix the hurt that I already um, had and the insecurities and... All of that, that came from that. So yeah, that's why I love it. It's just real. Taylor Swift is always real. I feel like we're going to say Taylor is just real (laughs) on every song we talk about. Absolutely, we are. Yeah. Um, what song or album would you like to do next, Caroline? Oh. Uh. We're gonna do... Our song! Which I grew up listening to that song. It was from her debut album, Taylor Swift. And it actually kind of became 
a very important song for me and my sister. We would always sing it together, and I still think we would say that's kind of like our song, which is <laughs> kind of funny. But actually, backstory to the song, Taylor Swift wrote this for a talent competition when she was in middle school, I believe, and she won the competition singing our song. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, Caroline, have you ever seen the video? I have not. She has this beautiful dress, and she's painting her nails, and it's just such, like, a, a fun early 2000s country music video. Oh, I need to listen to yes, it. Yes, and she has the baby the baby blonde Taylor Swift hair, like, totally 06 Taylor. <gasps> oh, my God, that's amazing. <laughs> I think I'm going to discuss one of the lyric kind of faux pas she made in the song. Oh, Ooh. my gosh. Is it bad to say faux pas when it comes to Taylor Swift? Kind of, yeah. Don't hate, don't hate <laughs> me over this. Okay, let me find it. Hold on. Okay, Caroline, here's the lyric. Ooh. Here's the lyric. When we're on the phone and you talk real slow, because it's late and your mama don't know. Yes. Is it just me? Or when she <laughs> says that, instead of, you talk real slow, it should be, you talk real low. Oh, you're right. If you don't want someone to hear, why are you talking slow in an effort to get no one to hear you? Oh my gosh, you're right. When you should be, should be talking low. But yeah. but the lyrics on the album booklet, the lyrics on Google, the lyrics on every music site you'll see, have it listed as slow. Huh. She sang it as slow. I mean, she was like, what? How old was she when she wrote this? Okay, 14, 15, but you, you can't give me that, Caroline. She was 14, 15. No. <laughs> she can't know better. If she, No, some of the songs she wrote on her debut album, the lyricism was beautiful. You can't tell me this one little <laughs> lyric thing is chalked up to her being 14, 15. True. It might have just sounded better. Okay, it might have sounded real better. Slow. Talk real low. It might have sounded better. Okay, but, like, lyrically? Lyrically, it doesn't make sense, but musically, slow does flow better than just low. Okay. Because it has that extra syllable. I, I can give you that. <laughs> I, yeah, I never noticed that. Yeah, it's how it is. Um, I think I'm going to talk about, like, an outlier from the first album. Which one? Ooh, you'll see in a minute. My favorite Taylor Swift song on debut is something called Cold As You. And Caroline, just take a listen to these lyrics. Ooh. Oh, what a shame. What a rainy ending given to a perfect day. Oh, every smile you fake is so condescending. Now that I'm sitting here thinking it through, I've never been anywhere cold as you. Oh, wow. Like, the metaphor of the coldness and kind of just seeing something, like, go downhill. Yeah, something that you love to hold deeply. I remember Taylor Swift doing um, an interview one time about Cold As You, because it's, like, kind of, kind of, like, an obscure one, but she was, like, 
I was trying to think of an insult, and the only insult I could think of was how someone was so cold. And, like, she said she'd been a lot of places in the world, but she'd never been anywhere as cold as that person. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely feel, like, the teenage attitude there. But I think the thing I mostly love about that song is really the symbolism. Oh, yeah. Of the rainy day and it being cold and kind of everything you thought kind of crashing, you know? Oh, yeah. Just the warmth and comfort that you once knew is just now cold and icy. Yeah. And another lyric from the song, ain't no use defending words you will never say. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> that That's Dang. heavy, is it not? Oh, yeah. So heavy. So, mm. so heavy. Because, like, we can relate. Yeah. Just all the words that were never said. And I think anyone can relate, really. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even in a friendship. Just things you should have said that you didn't and things you did say that you shouldn't have. Yeah. Heavy. It's just hard to comprehend. Like, I should have said that when I didn't. Yeah. Girl, I'm telling you, the honesty in her lyrics. The honesty. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. I think I'm going to do one more song from debut, if you don't mind. Oh, that's fine. Okay. Let me pull up the lyrics, and we'll be back. Okay, this one's so heavy, and it's really kind of, really, like, reminiscent of the way I felt when I was a teenager and a preteen. But the first lyrics of Tired, Tied Together with a Smile from Debut are this, Caroline. This yeah. <laughs> bear with me, Caroline. <laughs> Seems like the only one who doesn't see your beauty is the face in the mirror looking back at you. Ooh. You walk around here thinking you're not pretty, but that's not true because I know you. And wow. just just wait for the chorus. Hold on, baby, you're losing it. The water's high, you're jumping into it and letting go, and no one knows that you cry, but you don't tell anyone that you might not be the golden one. You're tied together with a smile, but you're coming undone. Ooh, ow. Does that not sound like an existential ow, crisis? Oh, my heart. <laughs> like, wow, that struck deep. That you don't tell anyone that you might not be the golden one. You might not be this happy, sunshiny figure that everyone kind of thinks you are. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, you had to play the perfect child and always have a smile on your face, get straight A's, but, like, inside you're dying. Yeah. Relatable. And I think it's just heavy. It kind of reminds me of the song from Dear Evan Hansen, the movie, um, Anonymous Ones. Yeah. Like, you just never know who or what, it, or who is going through what, and just, you never know the pain that they're hiding behind that smile. And I know this sounds cheesy, but just be kind to everyone in any way that you can, because you never know. Oh, absolutely. Like, there have been times, like, I just, I felt so down, and just someone walking by and just flashing me a smile just made me feel so nice, you know? Yeah, or even someone just saying, hey. Or, like, the one random girl in the Walmart bathroom that goes, oh, I love your shirt. Yeah, or your hair, or literally anything. Yeah, that's just the best feeling. And you're reminded that, like, you're not, like, your physical person is not so in your head. Yeah. Like, there are beautiful things that someone sees about you, and they, that, when they tell you, it's just the greatest thing. Yeah, I read somewhere that, um... What you see in the mirror is, like, not what you actually look like because it's a mirrored version of you. Yeah. And, like, if you ever saw a clone of you, you would not recognize it. Because we have such an identity of ourselves that we hold in our head. 
the like the we have such a an idea of what we look like physically that that we're so tied to it and we can't see anything else. We don't see other people's interpretation of us. Exactly. Like, um, I'm sure what I see Taylor as isn't what Taylor sees herself as. Yeah, or and like vice versa. Or like what I see you as, you know? Exactly. And it's just like we you never know what that person is going through, but like they might be having a really bad insecurity day. Like me every day. <laughs> yeah, and you just have to be kind. Yeah. And you have to meet someone where they are. Yeah, and don't be afraid to tell people that you love their shirt, or you love their hair. You know how it terrifies me to talk to some people that I don't know, but I think it's really, it's really important to sometimes get out of your comfort zone with that and just tell someone what you like about them, you know? Oh yeah, like I'll be walking down campus and just be like, oh I love your shirt, that's such a pretty color, and just keep walking just because I don't want to conversate, but I want them to feel good. Yeah. So yeah, if you ever catch me around campus and me telling you, that your shirt's pretty, just know that if I walk away, I don't mean to. I'm just shy. Yeah. <laughs> Shyness is a is a big thing for a lot of people, including it's me. It's a curse. <laughs> yeah. Are we ready to talk about um, All Too Well and the Red Album? Because I, well. I could talk for days talking about I All Too like Well. I heard that song. That's not clicking. Ooh. All too well, one of the like most polarizing Taylor Swift songs ever written, and she recorded. Okay, Caroline. So what it was was all too well. The regular version was on her twenty twelve Red album. Yeah. And then when she released her re-record of the Red album in twenty twenty one, she released the ten minute version. Wow. Of All Too Well, which was the entire song she had written back in 2012. Unedited. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. And look I, at the lyrics now. My gosh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lyrically, it paints you an entire picture. Wow. Let's talk about the bridge here. Yeah. Maybe we got lost in translation. Oh, that's where I know the song from. Yeah. TikTok. Maybe I asked for too much. Or maybe this thing was a masterpiece until you tore it all up. I'm scared. I was there. I remember it all too well. And you called me up again to break me like a promise. So casually cruel in the name of being honest. I'm crumpled up. I'm a crumpled up piece of paper lying here because I remember it all. All too well. Wow. Um, when she says, like, um, it's so casually cruel in the name of being honest, that's one thing I notice, like, so much. People will, like, completely just roast you for no reason, and they're like, oh, I'm just being honest. It's like, no, you're just being mean. Yeah. There was no reason for you to say what you said besides being mean, Exactly. And it's just like, you're not being honest at all. Like, you might think you're being honest, but it's not coming off of that way. It's coming off as you're just awful, you know? How do we face people and show them the love of God in that moment? By being kind back. I think that's what Jesus would want us to do. Yeah, it's so hard. Because, like, our humanist tells us to be mean back, but, like, we know that we shouldn't. Yeah. But we don't want people to feel the way they've made us feel 
that that negative and terrible way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we don't want them to. We don't want to stoop to their level. No. This song is so heavy. Like lyrically, the entire thing. Oh yeah. Cause there we are again when I loved you so back before you lost the one real thing you ever known. It was rare. I was there. I remember it all too well. Oh yeah. I'm kind of finding a theme of all the eyes. Like I remember I was there and you can't take that away from me. Yeah. Because I was there. Yeah. We sometimes get gaslit too badly and like we just can't remember but like telling ourselves that I remember I was there um just helps solidify like yeah I I was there even if people tell you you weren't or like they tell you it didn't happen that way I don't know if that's what she's talking about but like yeah I just kind of like I just think it's emphatic of like I was there I remember it I, I don't know maybe that's just me looking or, way too much into it but it could be like um you like uh, I don't know <laughs> it's like it's almost all eyes and you who charmed my dad with self-efficating jokes a facing um, sorry huh a facing a facing yeah yeah sipping coffee with you on a late night show like yeah it's just whenever she's talking about him she's talking about or like them she's talking about like nice things but Towards yourself, it's just not. Yeah. I love that song. Uh, and the lyrics that were added to it in the Taylor's version in 2021. Yes. Ooh. Love it. Um, I'm trying to think of other Taylor Swift songs I want to highlight. There's literally so much. But, uh, Caroline, have you, have you ever heard the story behind Forever and Always? No. So, you don't know that Joe Jonas broke up with Taylor Swift on, like, a 20-second phone call, and then she was prompted to write forever and always. Oh, I did hear about the 20-second phone call. Oh, Lord. I think it was, like, 16 to 18 seconds. Not exact. Taylor Swift, like, fanatics don't come at me, but it was somewhere between, like, 16 seconds and 20 seconds. But anyway. Did, did he literally just call her, go, hey, we're breaking up, and then end it? I assume. But, uh... It's funny because there's two songs about Joe Jonas, and I'm a big Jonas Brother fan. Don't cut. <laughs> I am specifically talking about the Taylor Swift instances regarding Joe Jonas. But anyway, so Taylor Swift writes forever and always um, because of the breakup with Joe Jonas. Um, some of the lyrics from Forever and Always. This is from the um, Fearless album. Yeah. And I stare at the phone, he still hasn't called. And then you feel so low, you can't feel nothing at all. And you flash back to when he said forever and always. And this part is the part that I used to scream in my bedroom as a child. And it says, oh, and it rains in your bedroom, everything is wrong. It rains when you're here, and it rains when you're gone. Because I was there when you said forever and always. Like... The imagery of it raining all the time. Oh, yeah. I like the next verse where it goes, Was I out of line? Did I say something way too honest and made you run and hide? Um, Because, like, I'm always afraid, like, I'm going to say something wrong. And, like, I think over literally everything that I've said to everybody and just wonder if that's what made them leave me. Um, 
Especially after a breakup. It's hard. Yeah. And then, um, when she re-released Fearless in the spring of 2021, she released Mr. Perfectly Fine about Joe Jonas. <laughs> oh, Lord. There's so much to unpack here. This is going to take us a minute. Caroline, you ready? Yes. Mr. Perfect Face. Mr. Here to Stay. Mr. Looked me in the eye and told me you would never go away. Mr. Everything was right. Mr. I've been waiting for you all my life. Mr. Every single day until the end, I will be by your side. Wow. I mean, that's... She went off on That's her. hitting him where it hurts right there. But it's talking about how he has to show this, like, perfect image to the outside world. Yeah. But, like... He can't fulfill his promises and the things he says to her. Yeah. And you can definitely tell that, like, she wrote this when she was a teenager in her early <laughs> in her early 20s. Because it's just so, like, to the point, straight to the point, you know? Yeah. It's just something a, a young adult teen would write. Yeah. But it's so lyrically powerful. It's powerful and, I mean, listen to this. Hello, Mr. Casually Cruel. Mr. Everything revolves around you. I've been this misery since your goodbye, but you're a Mr. Perfectly Fine. Oof. Yeah. Yep. I think that's what hurts the worst after a breakup is when you are just so, so hurt. And then, like, you look and they just seem to move on. Yeah, I'm reminded of Tim McGraw and Faith Hill song. But I know that it's not a country episode, but like we never lo- <laughs> like we never loved it all had me in shambles as a child. Um, because it's like the same storyline, like how can you go on with your life when I'm like this, you know? Yeah, it's like you were such a big part of my life for a year, year and a half, two years, six years, twenty years, it doesn't matter. And then like they just move on so quickly and you're just left hurting. Yeah. And they just don't seem to care. But, like, just the other day, you were caring so much about me. And now, you're not. Such a powerful song. Again, a truer narcissist. Oh my gosh, we have to talk about Haunted from the Speak Now version. We have to. Ooh, yes. Have you ever heard Haunted? I have not. Ooh. Well, it's October, so here we go. Spooky, spooky. I don't even know where I should start with the lyrics on this one, because it's just so, um, I guess the chorus. Yeah. The chorus has got to be. Come on, come on, don't leave me like this. I thought I had you figured out. Something's gone terribly wrong. You're all I wanted. Come on, come on, don't leave me like this. I thought I had you figured out. Can't breathe whenever you're gone. Can't go back now. I'm haunted. Oof. Yep. Yep, yep. Just when you think everything's going right, it turns around and it's not. And it's like, you're stuck. And I just, it's such a beautiful kind of... Poetic way to say it. Yeah. The part where it says, but I still mean every word I said to you. Yeah. And, like, it hurts when you're like, yeah, I meant that. And they're like, I didn't. And you're just like, ouch. Again, I know we said it for like, I'm saying it for like a million times, but just so honest. So honest. So honest. She really captures that feeling after a breakup where just everything seems to have gone wrong, 
and you just realize that nothing meant what you thought it meant. Those words weren't actually words. They were, they, they were words, but like they were just words. They had no other meaning to them. And I feel like this is a song that you kind of think about like the unprocessed emotion. Yes. Like the haunted is like the raw the raw emotion. Yep. That I'm trying to think of a song where she's kind of processed everything, but I think everything's really really raw. Like she wrote it in the heat of the moment. Yeah. What about do you remember Tim McGraw? I think Tim McGraw is kind of like a resolution. Oh. I, after the heart. Have you heard Tim McGraw? I have not. I grew up I grew up on that one too. We have to talk about Tim McGraw from debut. I would okay. be, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about um Tim McGraw. Okay, Caroline, this is so OG Taylor. But we have <laughs> to talk about Tim McGraw by Taylor Swift. She wrote this because um one of her exes was moving away to college and their song together was Dancing When the Stars Go Blue by Tim McGraw. Yeah. And so here's Tim McGraw by Taylor Swift. He said the way my blue eyes shine put those Georgia stars to shame that night. I said that's a lie. Just a boy in a Chevy truck that had a tendency of getting stuck on back roads at night. And I was right there beside him all summer long. And then I finally woke up to find that summer gone. But when you think Tim McGraw, I hope you think my favorite song. Wow. I mean, yeah. There's just some things that you relate to a relationship. And some things you hold on to. And it's like, like, have you ever heard the expression, we'll always have Paris? Yeah. Like, you'll always have something with the person you once loved. Yeah. And for Taylor in this song, it happens to be Dancing When the Stars Go Blue by Tim McGraw. Yeah. Um, but I think it's really beautiful. And I don't think she's completely processed in this song because towards the end of the song she says, and I'm back for the I'm I'm back for the first time since since then. I'm standing on your street and there's a letter left on your doorstep and the first thing that you'll read is when you think Tim McGraw, I hope you think my favorite song. Oh yeah. Just that one thing that reminds you of me. Yeah, and like she's going back to her hometown and saying, you know. Yeah. Every time you think of that song, you're going to think of me. And I think, I don't think it's meant to be so vindictive. Yeah, no. I think it's meant to just tell the truth, you know. Yep. Yeah, it's not meant to hurt anyone. It's just meant to say like, yeah, we had this thing together. Yeah. I agree. Oh my gosh, are we going to talk about Teardrops on my guitar? Ooh, yes. Oh gosh. Here we go, because when I was like seven, this was probably my favorite one. Mixed with Tim McGraw. Um, I'm not going to go into like specific details of a crush I had back then. (laughs) We don't need to sit here all day and listen to that, but uh... Let's just read some of the lyrics of Teardrops on my guitar. And I remember this one had a country version. Like a twangy country version. And this one had a pop version. I always liked the country version more. Because I like the twangy. But like the pop version was okay too. Yeah. It's been a while since I listened to it. I need to re-listen to it. Here are some of the lyrics, Caroline. Ready? Yes. Drew looks at me. I fake a smile so he won't see. That I want and I'm needing everything that we should be. I'll bet she's beautiful, that girl he talks about, and she's got everything that I have to live without. 
Oof. Yep. Such a teenage emotion, but also relatable. Re- relatable. I mean, so relatable. Like seeing the person that you care about and you have a crush on or you have feelings for, whatever you want to categorize that as, with someone else and thinking, that girl's beautiful. That girl deserves them. I want to be like that girl. She's skinny. She has those pretty eyes and those long hair. The straight hair, you know. Every outfit she wears. Every outfit she wears. Completely perfect. She's stunning. Everybody loves her. Not hair out of place. Ooh, everybody's been there. Yeah. And you're just like, why can't I be her? Exactly. Why can't I be the one he loves? Lord, this song is so sad for me as a seven-year-old. I won't even go into this this story, <laughs> but it was so. He's the reason for the teardrops on my guitar. The only thing that keeps me wishing on a wishing star. He's the song in the car I keep singing. Don't know why I do. It's like I don't know why I hold on to hope. Yeah. For this person. Exactly. It's like, you know it'll never happen, but, like, you hold out for that little thing that it just might be the time that he figures out that you're the one he's been looking for. It That song really ties into You Belong With Me. Oh, yeah. On, um, Fearless. Girl, that's such another good one. Have you, do you remember the music video for that with What's-His-Face from Hannah Montana, the movie? Uh, the You Belong With Me? Yeah. Yes, I saw that music video a bunch of times. I remember the first time I saw it, I was at, um, my Aunt Martha's house, and we would lo- watch a lot of CNT, and a Jake Owen song was on CMT, CMT Countdown right before that, and I just remember the next song was like, okay, here's, um, You Belong With Me by Taylor Swift, and there it was, and I was like, wow, this really changed my life, which is dramatic, <laughs> because obviously it did not change my life, but it was... Such a, just, a song of yearning. And I think it became, like, regarded within society as, like, so poppy and, like, a little girl song. Yeah. But it, it was honest. And was it stereotypical of stereotypes? Absolutely. But, uh, like... <laughs> but, like, what do you know when you're eight years old? Exactly. That's the world you live in. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons she got popular is because she catered to the young girl audience because she knew how they felt. And, like, she could relate to them. And, like, a lot of little girls related to her. And just that yearning of, I want that girl to be me. Yeah. And it's just, like, I guess that's why she became so popular and why a lot of adults don't like her is because she catered. She, like, knew her audience pretty much. Knew her audience so well. (laughs) So well. (laughs) But even, even like, me as a 21-year-old can relate. Yeah, and me as an almost 23-year-old, December 18th, a week before Christmas. Oh, yeah. Getting old, but anyway. <laughs> Isn't that how it goes? Caroline, would you like to pick your last Taylor Swift song before I do? Um, style. Style. Now, I don't know very much of style. I do know some of the backstory of it with her and Harry. Okay, tell us. Um, so she dated, I don't know if y'all know this, who Harry Styles is, only one of the most popular. Wait, we don't know? Caroline, tell us. Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) Harry Styles was introduced in, like, 2010-2013 in the boy band One Direction. And now he's one of the most famous singers on planet Earth. Everybody knows him. Um, uh, but, yeah, he and Taylor Swift dated, and then they broke up. And she wrote the song Style about him, because his last name is Style. 
Lisa Styles. Isn't that funny? Isn't that ironic? <laughs> Let me see here. Let's find the lyrics. Let's delve into this. Um, I like this one. It's like, I should tell you to leave because I know exactly where it leads, but I watch us go round and round each time. You got that James Dean daydream look in your eye. I've got that red lip classic thing that you like. And it's just like, yeah, when she talks about, I know where this leads, but like, I can't stop it. Like, I, like when you know that um, something is bad for you, but you, or the person is bad for you, but you just can't, you just love them. And like, it just keeps going on and on when you just want it to stop. The honesty and the truth. You know? The honesty, yep. Yeah. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Taylor Swift and Harry Styles are friends now. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they've been friends. I think it was an amicable breakup. Yeah. Didn't she write a new or trouble about him as well? Probably. <laughs> I believe so. I think it was around the same time. I was going to mention everything has changed before my last song. I feel like I'm talking forever. There's so many songs I can talk about. <laughs> but have you seen the Everything Has Changed music video? I have not. It's um from the Red Album, so 2012, and Ed Sheeran's in the music video. Wow. I love Everything Has Changed. It's such a beautiful duet with her and Harry. I mean, her and <laughs> her and Ed Sheeran. So beautiful. Um, Are we ready for my last Taylor Swift song of the Absolutely. Episode? We're doing Betty. Betty? Have you heard Betty? I've not. Ooh. People say it's like a country rebirth, but she released it in, I believe, 2020. Um, so beautiful. My favorite version is when she did it at the ACM Awards. Yeah. Gorgeous. The song is actually, the names in the song, so James, Betty, Inez, and August are all names of the children of one of Taylor Swift's best friends. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. Oh, yeah. So she kind of created, like, her own canon story for them. Oh. Which is, uh, it's it's beautiful. And actually, this story spans a few songs. So, like, this, Betty goes from, like, August, and there's a few others. I'll have to listen to it. But it's so beautiful. Um, So, Betty is the song that's telling a story about this guy named James who hasn't been the greatest to Betty. Yeah. Has a, has a summer of a realization that he's done Betty wrong. And so I'll just read some of the lyrics. Oh, yes, please do. Betty, I won't make assumptions about why you switched your homeroom, but I think it's because of me. Betty, one time, I was riding on my skateboard when I passed your house. It's like I couldn't breathe. You heard the rumors from Inez. You can't believe a word she says, but this time it was true. The worst thing that I ever did was what, was what I did to you. Ouch. In the chorus, he's like, but, but if I showed up at your party, would you have me? Would you want me? Like, wow. would you take me back? It's... I really feel like this song is like really such a 60s, 50s vibe. Oh yes, definitely. I feel like, you know. I feel it's like, show up at your window to try and win you back. Yeah, like what I if I- just found that weird though. <laughs> like what if I showed up at your party in front of literally all of your friends and was like, I'm stupid, I made a mistake, I messed up. 
Um, I think I personally would hate that, but that's just me, and because I'm an introvert, but... Okay, in the theoretical, though, does that not sound lovely to have someone be like, I messed up, please take me back. <laughs> yes, if you're into that, but, like, I don't know how I would feel having my dirty laundry aired like aired out like that to everybody. Yeah, also true. You know how very poetic I am. True. <laughs> You're much more poetic is, than I is, am. Is, any, is anything concrete to me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a practical person. Like, I just would hate that. Like, I don't want the attention on me. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I'm telling you. Just come visit me at home. I would love that more. <laughs> well, he is at your house. He's at your party. <laughs> when I'm alone. <laughs> Here's some more lyrics to Betty. Betty, I'm here on your doorstep, and I planned it out for weeks now, and it's finally sinking in. Betty, right now is the last time I can dream about what happens when you see my face again. It's like James is saying, Betty, if you don't love me and you don't take me back, like, then the illusion of us is gone. Yeah. But also, it's like James is saying, like, I'm 17, I don't know anything, but I know I miss you. Yeah. Like... At least James is admitting that he did, that he, that he did wrong in the song. Yeah, but, but, like, on a practical level, I can't say I blame Betty. Um, just coming from, like, we don't know what he did. Yeah. But, like, she has every right to tell him no. And, like, um, like, this is a really pretty song, but, like, when, um... It says later, I was walking home on broken cobblestones, just thinking of you, and she pulled up, like, a figment of my worst intentions. She said, James, get in, let's drive, and those days turned into nights, slept next to her, but I dreamt of you all summer long. So, like, James knows. That he messed up. Yeah, which is good. We love it when a man admits his faults. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Betty, he apparently hurt her so bad she can't forgive him. Which is perfectly fine. And, but like, yeah, can't really say I blame Betty. I love how there's no re resolution to the song. Oh yeah, it's like a fill in your own yeah. adventure. It's like, did, did Betty take James back? We don't know. Yeah. It's like James's entire existential crisis is the entire song. He's like, I know I did wrong. Yeah. What did I show up at your party? Da -da 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 -da, you know? Yeah, exactly. I just find it to be very refreshing. Yeah, it's not something you hear very often, especially not in music these days, where, like, one, we get it from the guy's point of view, that isn't a country song, um, and two, that just talks about how they were wrong. Yeah. I'm sure it's an idealized version from, like, Taylor's point of view. But, like, still, it's very refreshing to see. I mean, a lot of Taylor Swift songs are idealized, but you can still relate. Yeah. I mean, truly, if we get into, like, the metaphorical, everything <laughs> everything that is not real... Girl. ...is, ide is idealized. Girl. Okay. My brain's too fried after midterms for stuff like that. Yeah. I have most of my midterms next week. And so, I'm okay besides my quiz today. <laughs> Whew. Well. Do I want that to be the last song? We could we could talk about Taylor Swift forever. We could. We could, We could yes. go on forever. I love her so much. We could go on for ages. But I think, 
have we stated our case? Have we, have we explored every avenue that we can? I think so. Yeah, I think we've we've gone through a pretty good amount of the discography and kind of. I think we've. I think we've hit every key point. We like we've hit a bunch of her like key moments. I mean, we can't go. We can't go through every song. Oh no! And we can't. We can't dissect the lyrics of every song. Because if we did that, we'd be here for ages. Because as y'all know, I I <laughs> dissect lyrics until there is nothing left to dissect. And Caroline, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Oh, I had so much fun. So much fun. We love talking about Taylor Swift, and we love talking to each other. Absolutely. Now let's go watch Zara's Clone Wars in yeah. Chick-fil-A. Let's go do that. Yay! Bye, guys. Bye. Ho- hopefully next week I'm going to be able to record the country, Keith Whitley, Don Williams, or any Travis thing, but this was kind of like a spur-of-the-moment idea, <laughs> and so I haven't gotten to that episode yet, but I'm so thankful to Caroline for doing Taylor Swift with me. Yeah, hopefully we can do this again soon. Yes, I hope so. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye. Bye.